Again, you're listening to our ninth annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, recommended summer reading list show for a complete list of all the books that we selected this year. All you have to do is head to our social media platforms, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, like, follow, and share there, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Up next, we move on to our middle school category. There we find New York Times bestselling and Newbery Honor winning author, Catherine Applegate. Her book, Willow Dean, is among seven other books that we selected in our middle school category. It's our pleasure to welcome Catherine Applegate to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. It is an honor. You are the Catherine Applegate. So it's an honor, the Newbery Award winning (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Applegate. So we're honored to have you on the show this year. But I read somewhere that growing up, you didn't like to read and you even thought that reading was boring. What changed and what made you connect eventually with books? I I always tell kids this because I want them to understand that you know, it can take a while to fall in love with books. As, as a writer, I'm I'm definitely a bit of an outlier because most of the people I know, you know, were reading, you know, under the covers at, at midnight when they were, uh, you know, four with a flashlight. But right. I I just, I found it kind of boring. And it wasn't until, um, I think it was Mrs. Gray, midway through elementary school, read Charlotte's Web out loud to our class that I clicked. I love animals. And for me, that was, you know, that was the gateway drug. That was the uh, (laughs) the moment where I went, oh, oh, this could really be fun. And I think you have to find that, you know, that best friend book. It takes kids a while to, to realize that. And it may not be, you know, it may be a graphic novel. It may be nonfiction. It may be poetry. All kinds of ways to love words. All right, there you go. Now, I understand that your husband, Michael Grant, is also a writer. What is the dynamic in your house with the two of you as writers? In my mind, this is how I imagine it, Catherine, that you're in one room writing and he's way in another room writing. (laughs) Am I right or how does that work? (laughs) Better than that. He's outside. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even let him in the house, huh? No, 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 no. It's uh, it's funny because we've been together uh, 43 years, but um, it, it took some practice. There was this um, uh, a time we did a novel together called um, Even Adam, and I remember telling the publisher she p- should put a, a clause in the contract allowing for uh, marriage counseling. <laughs> but we, st- <laughs> we did a series uh, called Animorphs. It was one of our first big successes, and we were very young. We had a a brand new baby. And that was back in the days when books came out, uh, like Babysitter's Club, Goosebumps, came out monthly. So we were writing a book a month, you know, with a new baby. There was a lot of coffee consumed at the time. But I think that was a good, you know, that kind of got us in the rhythm and, and we understood how to make it work. All right. There you go. Well, 43 years, you guys are doing something right. (laughs) most days anyway all right there you go and in case you're just tuning in this morning you're listening to sunday morning magazine you're listening to our ninth annual recommended summer reading list show it's our pick of what we believe are some of the best books for kids in three categories picture books middle school books and young adult novels for a complete list of all the books we selected visit our facebook page sunday morning magazine with rodney lear on facebook instagram and twitter at rodney lear on air Right now, we're speaking to the amazing Catherine Athwellgate. She is a Newbery Award-winning author and New York Times best-selling author as well. For more information on her and her book, Willow Dean, which we'll talk about in a minute, you can head to our Facebook page and our social media pages as well. 
Now, your first book, the one and only Ivan, went on to win the Newbery Award. And I understand that you almost threw that manuscript in the garbage. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Anybody who has ever attempted to write a book knows that moment. when you, you You hit the wall and you go, I have no idea what I'm doing. And Ivan was, um, it was inspired by a true story about a gorilla who spent 27 years in a cage in a mall in Tacoma, Washington, believe it or not. And I decided to write it from his point of view. And somewhere along the way, I thought, no one is going to want to read a story that's written in first person gorilla. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where <laughs> I, you know, I reached for the trash can. But I realized that I wanted to read it. And um, a lot of the times that's the key to getting through those really difficult moments when you're writing, writing about something that, you know, you care about passionately, I think, I think can get you through those rough, rough moments. Okay. So what was it like as a new author to submit a book about a gorilla in first person to a publishing company? What was that like for you and how responsive and receptive were they? You know, I've been around for a while. Um, I'm quite a hack. I've written, um, you know, well over 150 books between uh, what Michael and I have done together and Mm -hmm. uh, did books of Sweet Valley and Little Mermaid, Disney books, things like that. So I I had some, you know, some some basics, at least, um, under my belt. Um, I think with the right editor, anything is possible. And I was very lucky. Uh, my editor's name is Anne Hoppy, and she she saw it and she knew that there was there was something special there. So it's very important that you you know you connect with somebody who's gonna because editors are you know they're mentors and psychologists and uh, <laughs> you know principals and prison guards all all, right. all rolled into one. now the book the one and only ivan it was adapted into a movie what was it like to see something that you conceived in your own head to see it play out on a movie screen what was that like for you you know that's that's funny you say that because that's exactly what's so cool about it is this this kind of amorphous thing in your head and then suddenly somebody takes it and turns it into an actual set. I was lucky enough to go to um, London to watch the movie being filmed. And Brian Cranston was there that day interacting with invisible green screen elephants. And mm. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was, it was quite a miracle. It's like uh, the moment when you get your uh, picture book, middle grade, uh, YA, no matter what, when you get that cover, or the interior illustrations for the first time. And it's it's so magical to see somebody else take an idea, you know, and, and run with it. Okay. And so did you have any input on the movie, or how did that work? I actually kind of said, hey, I, first of all, I hate meetings. <laughs> <laughs> if this involves like- a meeting, I'm out, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. And also, I think uh, it's a very different animal. I mean, you know, a, an adaptation of a book is still going to feel very, very different. And I wanted them to have the freedom to do, you know, to do with it what they wanted. And um, that makes it even more exciting. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Newbery Award winning New York Times bestselling author Catherine Applegate. The title of the book is Willow Dean. It's one of the books we selected in our middle school category for our ninth annual recommended summer reading list show. Now, let me ask you this now, Willow Dean, let's talk about this book. Now, we selected it again in our middle school category. Tell us about this book, Willow Dean. 
and I'm and I'm so honored. I have I've seen your reading list in the past, and they're quite amazing. So it's it's very cool to be a part of this. Um, well, I'm honored think, that you're honored. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, the dedication to Willa Dean kind of tells you a lot about the story. It reads, "For Mother Earth, thanks for putting up with us." Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write a book about climate change and our relationship with the natural world, but you know, do it in a way that would be accessible to very young readers. And I, there are so many ways I could have gone at it. You know, uh, there are so many crises we're facing right now, climate-wise. But I decided that by creating an imaginary universe with imaginary animals who happen to be called screechers and humming bears, um, I could have a lot of fun with uh, talking about the interactions between two species that very much need each other and are endangered. And when I do school visits, it's so fun to suggest to kids that they create their own species because they just go wild. They have so much fun. You know, you can have a little bit of lion and a little bit of shark. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, w- once you get going with it, it's, it's really interesting because you think about what kind of world is required to, you know, to keep that species alive. So tell us about the storyline in Willow Dean, if you will. Basically... And this was inspired, I happen to live in L.A. where we have a ton of uh, coyotes roaming. And I happen to think they're fascinating, uh, but they do tend to snack on pets. And <laughs> snack sort on of this, pets? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uneasy relationship, you know, um, in urban environments with wildlife. And I was thinking about that. And so I created this little world. Willa Dean is my heroine. She um, she is modeled ever so loosely on Greta Thunberg, the amazing um, Swedish climate activist. And I like to think she has a little bit of um, Jane Goodall in her, too. She loves to go out in the world and observe nature. And uh, she has been following these two very, very different um, species. Screechers are these hideously annoying um, sort of warthog-looking animals that smell just awful and um, are really reviled by by everybody. <laughs> Uh, except Willadine, who sees that they serve a purpose in nature. Um, on the other hand, in this very same uh, universe, you have something called humming bears, and they are part teeny tiny polar bear and part hummingbird, and they are absolutely adorable. And they are quite a draw. I had in mind monarchs, actually, as I was thinking about this, because uh, they're a draw for tourists. And... Mm. Um, Unfortunately, both these species are are disappearing, and she is going to figure out why. And that is um, really why I love her, because she's very obstinate, and she's going to figure out what's happening to these very strange creatures. All right, there you go. Now, let's talk about this. Now, you talked about this. You talked about, you know, there are so many topics that you could delve into, um, you know, um, climate change and things like that. How do you come up with the messages or how you want to tackle or the issues that you want to tackle in your book as an author? You know, I think you should never think about message because that'll lead you down the wrong path. You want to write about something that makes you, I think that makes you angry. Um, One of the messages of Willardine was, you know, this is something that she felt passionate about and and worried about. And I find I often write my best books when I'm writing about something that I really care deeply about or something I'm confused by and I'm trying to figure it out. It's sort of a, you know, a, a strange sort of therapy. So I think 
I think you, you pick those things that matter. And um, for me at different times and different places, it's been different things. Um, Crenshaw, for example, was about homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a book called Home of the Brave, which was about a young Sudanese refugee. And um, that was a whole different experience. But in both cases, they were things I was really interested and passionate about. Okay. Now, as you mentioned, Crenshaw, which touched on homelessness, there were young people that started food drives and for the homeless and the needy. What was that like for you as an author, for readers to be empowered by the words and be empowered by your books? Oh, you know, I think that may be the best part of being uh, a writer. And it's why writing for young readers is so cool. It's, you know, I don't know why anybody would write for adults. <laughs> you can write for young readers because they're idealistic and because they care about the world and because they're trying to understand, you know, how they fit into the world. And um, with Crenshaw, there were they had tons of food drives. Um, with Ivan, uh, I've seen schools adopt uh, elephants and gorillas and raise money for species preservation. I did this story called Wish Tree which uh, was written from the point of view, believe it or not, of a a red oak tree. Mm -hmm. And it is about community and about bringing people together. And one of the great things that evolved out of that is that uh, schools and even district-wide and community-wide reads, they make their own wish trees. Wish trees are actually very common. They're all over the world. And people tie wishes to them. And, you know, they can be uh, silly. They can be, you know, I want a million wishes. But very often they're really poignant. And it's been a great way for kids to open up and connect with each other. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to our ninth annual recommended summer reading list show. For a complete list of all the books that we're featuring this year, head to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Right now we're speaking to Catherine Applegate. The title of the book is Willa Dean. It's one of the books that we feature for our middle school category in the this year's um, recommended summer reading list. Now, Otter, I hear a lot of good things about this upcoming release from you. I understand that it's inspired by a true story. Tell us about the book. Otter was so much fun to write. And I love doing research, but this, like the one and only Ivan, was based on a true story. There's a um, an aquarium in Monterey, California, that has found a way to rehabilitate orphans' baby otters. And they started out trying to teach these poor babies how to survive in the wild uh, by taking them out swimming with, with humans, you know, trying to teach them, trying to pretend to be otter parents. And then one day they were lucky enough to have a, uh, a female otter who was declared non-releasable come into their care. And she had just lost a baby. And that within hours of that time, an orphan came into their care. And they paired them up. And it started a huge um, surrogacy program. And they have had dozens and dozens of babies released back into Monterey Bay and El- Elkhorn Slough, which is right next to there. And, um, and they survived and they thrived. And they've, uh, it, it's just a really delightful story because, let's face it, it there is nothing cuter than otters. <laughs> and the cover of the book is really cute, too. Oh, Charles Santoso has uh, illustrated uh, three of my books now, and he nobody draws animals like he does. It's just I love that cover. 
Okay. Now, Otter, the book is told in free verse. Why did you choose free verse to tell the story? And what was it like writing in that style? You know, um, there are books I really think benefit from a, a spare, uh, hopefully, you know, lyrical approach. You can say a whole lot with very little. And it's always kind of, I, I think I'm a frustrated poet at heart or else a very lazy writer. And <laughs> the sh- as far as I'm concerned, the fewer words, the better. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. There you go. All right. Um, so this is our recommended summer reading list show. Why is summer such a good time to connect and to read a book for young people? Oh, because the cool thing about reading is you get to be somebody else for a while. You can, you know, you can travel to an entirely different universe. You can be a dog. You can, you know, you can be an alien. Anything (laughs) is possible when you read a book. And it's so much fun just to relax you know, sit out in the, the, the backyard and feel the sun and just open those pages and and uh, let yourself go. It's, it's a really magical thing to be able to do. All right. So earlier in the show, I mentioned that you are a Newbery award-winning author. Um, for people that don't know, it's like that award is like the Oscars of um, young adult or children's writing. What was that like um, to get the award and were you surprised? Oh, I was I was stunned. In fact, when the, the committee calls you, and I, I think it was probably the longest silence in history, me just sitting there <laughs> sort of <laughs> gasping. Um, and then and my first thought was, oh, this is amazing. My second thought was, oh, no, I have to give that speech because there's a big speech you have to give. Um, ah. But I survived the speech, and uh, it was so amazing because it takes – this little story, and it gives it a life of its own. And I think uh, anybody who's ever won an award like a Newberry will tell you that. That's what's so great about it. I mean, you're, you know, it keeps you off the remainder shelf. It keeps you on the bookshelf <laughs> <laughs> so that more people, you know, um, can hear a, hear a story that you cared about. And that's that's such a gift. I mean, um, you know, I wish I wish every author could have that experience at some point because it's it's really precious. All right. Well, all right. We're out of time this morning, Catherine. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, they would like to find out more about Willow Dean and more about the new book that's coming out in September, Otter. How can they find out more? Well, CatherineApplegate.com is a good place to go. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, all the usual suspects. So uh, there's there are many ways to find out more. All right. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Again, so grateful. We've been speaking to multi-award winning author, Catherine Applegate. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.